The conversation in this episode is around designing experiences that use the whole body, moving from the headspace into heart and body space. We vote with our feet. We make choices through conversations that come from where we are literally standing. We create together and we explore not only this topic, but we go in a little bit to some of the subtleties and the differences between practices in the United States and Europe. My name's Robin Stratton-Burkessel and I'm the host of Positivity Strategist and I want to welcome you to season four. This season is on the topic of appreciative embodying and you're listening today to episode 118. You can find the show notes on positivitystrategist.com slash PS 118. This conversation is with Anita Sheehan, who's a colleague living in Belgium. It started with an impromptu chat on LinkedIn on the topic of embodying. And like me, she'd become curious. So this show offers snippets of our conversation. And it wasn't intended to be turned into an episode. But Anita very kindly and generously gave me permission to do that because I told her she'd said some really cool stuff. We were exploring each other's perspectives and seeing how we could make sense of it. Anita does coaching work and community and organisation development work in Europe and Africa using a blend of participatory methodologies. And you're going to hear some of her stories in this particular conversation. A great place to start is to find out how Anita got into doing this kind of work in the first place and how she integrates aspects of embodiment into her work. Drumroll, 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 it gives me great pleasure to introduce you to Anita Shehan. Anita, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's see how much detail we need here. I was in a job as a CRM project manager, but I did some volunteer work with Youth at Risk, which this program comes from the States, but was very popular in Belgium. And as I was volunteering with another person, uh, a Belgian woman, uh, she was telling me about appreciative inquiry, or as we say in Europe, on the content inquiry. Mm. My interest was piqued right away, and I looked it up. I went home, I did some research, And the rest is history, as they say. Anita came across to the United States, she got trained, and then she took appreciative inquiry, added it to her repertoire, and started to work in Europe with appreciative inquiry. And she had some interesting experiences. So listen in. And I went back totally excited and wanted to spread appreciative inquiry and I found it very difficult because people here in in Europe I don't know what it is. It's not the same mentality as in the U.S. And you Mm -hmm. may have heard that from other places. Mm -hmm. But it is a bit of a hard sell because people are not naturally very optimistic and open as Americans tend to be. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, I, I tried to pursue it as much as I could. I went to the European meetings of uh, Appreciative Inquiry, European Appreciative Inquiry community. It was in this community that Anita met Tim Slack and Suzanne Quinney of Appreciating People, which is UK-based. 
Tim suggested that she reach out to Jean-Louis Lombre of Constellation, a Belgium-based organization that focuses on community life competence. And Anita got trained in their method. They follow the SALT process. And Anita takes great delight in explaining how beneficial and the value that communities experience with the SALT process. And a quick addition, you can hear interviews with each of these fine people and you'll find links on the show notes page of this particular episode and that's positivitystrategist.com slash PS118. I just love SALT because it's it's a close cousin to appreciative inquiry. I mean, it's practically the same thing. Um, what I have found is... Uh, communities tend to be more receptive because people in communities wear fewer masks than in a corporate setting. Uh, because we've tried it out in a corporate setting and it was with mi mixed results because a lot of people in, uh, in companies are afraid to show who they really are. And so appreciative inquiry is perhaps a little bit better suited because you, there is a, an academic background and it, it, you can talk to people uh, using a more cognitive approach. Uh, SALT goes a little bit more deep in, deeply into the human psyche and the human connection. And, and that uh, a lot of people in companies are really afraid of, especially here. Yeah. Just remind me what SALT, the acronym is again. Yes. SALT is for stimulating yeah. conversations. Yeah. yeah. A is for appreciation. Mm -hmm. L is for learn. Mm -hmm. And T mm -hmm. is for transfer. Yeah. yeah. Now, what we do often in trainings, and I've given several trainings in English, we play and we let participants uh, stick their own words to the letters. Ha! That's, that's exciting. Yes. And we do it in English and in French. And so there are different. Uh, so in French, invariably, even in a corporate setting, people have come up with uh, L, love. Invariably, somebody in the group will say it stands for love. Uh, in French, A is amour. Uh, right. And uh, so it's, it's wonderful. And the T, we, we stick on the word team, trust, mm -hmm. um, hmm. transparency. No, that is we, great. We can play with it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Own word. They use their own words, which is beautiful. Mm -hmm. You've just given me that, a very bad, fabulous insight in my view, <laughs> and that is that when we do the dream in appreciative inquiry, that mm -hmm. is, you know, I, you know, it's playful, obviously, mm -hmm. but that then speaks to this topic that I'm inquiring into, which is about embodiment. Yes. And so I just had this insight that there is this way of enacting, of being, of using our bodies to kind of create the future that we want. So thank you for that. Mm. And so the, similarly with salt, when people come up with their own language around that, you know, it's mm. obviously coming from some felt sense about 
what it means to them and how they might then carry that through in their actions, through their bodies. That's, that's the word I was looking for, actually, the felt sense, because that is which helps us anchor our input or what we, what we feel in connection with the dream. And that, that is, I think, is crucial because um, as long as it stays too much in the head, it's like Teflon a little bit. It just, <laughs> you can easily forget it. The minute it's more anchored in your body, it, we can retain it better. See, these conversations are very generative. <laughs> we come up with these connections. So it's anchored in your body, yeah. yeah. You know, in the um, LinkedIn communication that we had prior to this, you talked about your looking at embodiment as a way to tap into self-worth. Would you yes. say something about that? Or maybe yeah. let's go back and say, what is em- why embodiment? What does that mean for That's- you? Actually, I was going to ask you that question. I want to know <laughs> from you. That was my first question to you. <laughs> yeah. I've had this kind of sense about being real and being mm-hmm. authentic and being um, with integrity. So all mm-hmm. of those things are kind of values that I hold. And I've just been thinking, well, how do they show up through our bodies? I've just been tuning into a lot of interest showing up and, you know, it's like that reticular activating system that when you become aware of something, it just keeps presenting itself over and over. (laughs) So that's a gift. I mean, I think that's the gift. And so Mm -hmm. my awareness of this is now presenting to me all these other things. Like, I mean, I've been consciously also on a bit of an inquiry myself and doing some search and research. So naturally... You know, I'm finding these things and I'm not giving you a definitive answer because I don't have one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just finding that I wanted to do something to get out of my head. And that's oh. why I started improv. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What, what you're saying about um, being offending, this is the same for me it's since March. <clears throat> improv keeps coming there you are. <laughs> across my radar. Constantly. And I wanted to do something that was creative. Mm-hmm. When I went to my improv class, I said that I really want to get out of my head. And I didn't say I want to get more into my body, but I was so surprised at how physical it is, this physicality, as they say. That's the language they're using. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was like, hey, you know, I'm becoming more aware of how I'm expressing myself and how I'm feeling in my mm-hmm. body. So that's what embodiment is okay. shaping up to be. It's like an expression mm-hmm. and just honoring, you know, what wants to come through my body. And I practice mindfulness. And mm-hmm. so I'm becoming much more aware of, you know, paying attention to the sensations that I'm experiencing. And when I'm out there in the mornings walking in nature, I'm becoming more attuned to my body is only just one thing in the entire environment. I'm just becoming so increasingly 
conscious of my body in space. So I'm just on this really big exploratory journey and I'm finding it very exciting. So hmm. that's where I'm at. <laughs> Robin, this is so funny because there's so many parallels in in your journey and in mine because this is almost exactly, um, you know, the body for me, crucial, well-being, crucial. And, uh, and that embodiment part as well because I like to think in holistic terms. So if you just use the head, it may be a little bit, you know, of a feeling, but it is not enough. You have to really, it's about the whole person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I don't know whether you know um, the book by Frédéric Laloux. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I, I read the book immediately after it came out. Mm-hmm. And I even have my own meetup here uh, about uh, reinventing mm-hmm. organizations. And mm-hmm. But to come back to what struck, strikes me the most about his desire to uh, reinvent organizations is really that holistic aspect. Yeah. And and yeah. that that loops back to what you were saying yeah. to bring the whole person mm-hmm. uh, into any kind of process um, is I think that's absolutely crucial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. When people say um, you know she's the embodiment of mm-hmm. of um, generosity. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's that look like? Mm-hmm. What is she, how is she the embodiment of generosity? You know, it's a it's a term of expression. Mm-hmm. And I really want to dig into well, what is that? What does it look like? How do you do that? How do you show up in the world? Uh, how in a daily life? You know, when you say you know she embodies generosity, I think that's a it's it's a um, it's being present all the time in that spirit of generosity. So, because as you well know, is uh, we can all be our be- at our best when everything is going well. But if you get yourself in a situation that's stressful and then still be uh that which you want to embody, that generous generosity, that calm person, that appreciative person. All right, let's uh, take it a step back. Even under uh, favorable circumstances, we're not always at our best, but we're really sorely tested when we get to into a stressful situation. Are we then still as appreciative? Are we then still as as uh, generous? Uh, as constructive as we could be. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think embodiment is important because it, it, as the word says, it plants the seeds in the body. And perhaps you know a little bit about neuroscience and in neuroscience, it's, it's we're training our brains to respond differently to different mm. situations. There is this great book, The, the Body Keeps the Score. Mm. I, I don't know whether you've heard of it. Who wrote that? I do know that, of that book. I haven't read it. Bessel A. Kolb. It's a very good book. And uh, so it's 
these are the questions you know, that, that I have. And I think it's just constant awareness and consciousness, um, being positive, even in stressful situations. That's something that we, with mindfulness, we can train ourselves. That's what keeps coming around. You know, it starts with that awareness. Mm. And so it's the, um, and then it's the choices we make, right? Mm-hmm. And then how we act, you know, how we choose to go forward. So I have this little model I call the ACE model, which is actually based on the five so-called emergent principles of AI, which are far less academic yeah. and much more relatable, I think. And, you know, awareness is one, choice is another, um, mm. narrative is another. Mm. Um, narr- so awareness, choice, narrative, enactment. And wholeness which has really become the sixth foundational principle, wholeness. That's what we're talking about here when we're talking about embodiment, right? To me, they're all much more about how we show up in the world, you know, the stories we tell ourselves, the awareness that we have, the choice and the act. So the awareness, the choice and the enactment, and Mm -hmm. enactment sometimes is used synonymously with embodiment. You know, they're they're key. Mm. Another thing that... I've been discovering is um, this sense of resonance. Oh, yeah. Right? The vibrations and the resonance that we experience mm. and how we attune ourselves to stimulus that's out there. And it can be negative and it can be positive, you know, and how we choose to show up in those varying um, extremes. So what else? I gave you my very long answer and you started me off on a rant. So why don't you, <laughs> your turn. So, okay, I, I just briefly, um, self-worth and embodiment. Uh, I have a friend, his name is John Nyland, and he wrote a book recently called The Self-Worth Safari. It came out in March, and I really, really, really like the book because to me, it's an extension of appreci- appreciative inquiry. Inquiry into yourself. And one of the pitfalls I have found with appreciative inquiry in organizations is that when you have uh, you have all these strategies and people take ownership, but then they have to work with each other. But give but take a case where you have somebody who is not okay with him or herself as a person who hasn't been seen growing up, but they're working in an organization. So that can really sabotage all the good intentions around a certain collaboration, right? Mm. And uh, and John and I, we, we host workshops. And in these workshops, uh, John suggested that we do one where we embody self-worth through playfulness. Mm. For instance, what we're planning on doing in the upcoming workshop in October is we ask participants to take one quality that they like about themselves and act it out. And they can dress up as clowns or not, as they wish, and then take one quality they like less about themselves Mm -hmm. and act that out. Mm -hmm. And 
it's it's like improv embodiment playfulness all rolled in one all with the intention to have people uh, give them a visceral reaction to how they see themselves and how they talk to themselves anyway do you, so do you actually video them thank you for pointing that out because we should do that we will have to ask people's consent but yes that's wonderful that's a great idea yeah this is so on topic and why why are you choosing this design because as i said earlier when you talked about your journey that parallels mine it just was for me i just had to take it to another level mm. and and john just uh, we were very much aligned it was not even we hadn't even talked about it but when he said it uh it it just uh, resonated so strongly with me because i had been in fact, in, in SALT, there is one step that, uh, that's not an AI, and it's between the uh, design. After the design and the, uh, the uh, implement delivery. Mm -hmm. And it is an embodiment uh, exercise. Let's say you take one uh, practice, we call our building blocks, we call them practices. Uh, which is uh, we connect on a regular level, let's say, in an organization, or we, we connect with uh, other departments on a regular level. Let's, let's take that as an example. And so the in-between exercise is a, a... So when you yeah. say we connect with other departments, this is what the implementation will be so you've designed something and that will result in connecting okay got it mm -hmm. yes exactly so the in-between step is to evaluate uh to what extent might we already be doing that ah and that's a very interesting step so we usually use a scale from one to five and we can put numbers on the floor and then each member of the team can put themselves on the number that they believe to that extent there is possible. And here's the interesting part. Love that. Everybody needs, needs to be on the same number at the end. But the, the fascinating aspect of that is that that generates these conversations that they have to have with each other asking why do you, everybody has to explain their reasons why they're standing say on number three yeah. as opposed to number two it's fabulous and each, each number also has its own uh definition number one is we know in principle that we should be doing that or we, we should it's a good idea let's put it that way two is we know in theory how to do it mm -hmm. three would be um we do it sporadically four would be we do it regularly and five it's is like it's second nature mm -hmm. we do it so automatically we don't even have to think about it i love that yeah is an embodiment element 
which we use in salt, which is not present in AI. And when I did the uh, salt training with some AI people, they say, well, we know all that. <laughs> but they do include in their AI practice mm-hmm. now in Belgium, mm-hmm. they include that exercise because they find that very powerful. Yeah. So that's beautiful. I mean, that's that's something that, um, I mean, I've actually done that, but in, in, a, in a different context. And what I find about when I do any kind of appreciative inquiry, I sometimes don't even call it that. And it's often I talk about, there's a smorgasbord of participatory methodologies that I bring into the design. Mm. And, um, so yes. There was a, an exercise very similar to that where you would draw a line and you would have to say, you know, where you showed up on that. Mm. Uh, what was missing in that was the conversations that you are talking about and that's the most valuable part, I think. Um, mm. But another piece of that was um, another thing that I use too, and you probably do this, is I talk about when you come to the design, what do you want to keep doing because you're doing it well already and it's working yeah. for you, right? What do you need to create because it doesn't exist yet? Um, actually, that's the third one. I mean, a middle one. So what do you want to keep? What do you want to chuck that is get rid of because it just no longer serves you know, mm-hmm. and we have to talk about that. So all of these are conversational based, which, you know, is what mm-hmm. we want, right? Mm. And then the third one is what do we need to create? So it's keep, chuck and create um, because it no longer exists, because it doesn't exist and it's something that we really need to be innovative or bring in the novelty or whatever it is, you know, the language that works. Yeah. Um, so this is lovely that I like this process. Um, and it's, and I had never thought of that as being like, it's embodiment. So are you suggesting that anything where you're having to move your body and whether it's play or whatever these things are, is that to you a demonstration of embodiment? It's, it's one of them. Um, the other one is like you were mentioning is where you actually, to me, where you actually live it out on a daily basis where you walk the talk mm. of what you're what you're preaching you know what what we're we're trying to bring across that you know try to be positive try to be appreciative to the best of our ability it basically incorporating that which we want to bring across in our own behavior mm. that to me is also embodiment Mm -hmm. and that's just a perfect place to end this lovely conversation with Anita Sheehan I'm so grateful we had this opportunity and just on a side note I did play with the idea of calling this season appreciative being but I opted for appreciative embodying because I think that's what um, we are seeking to understand here through this conversation and this inquiry that I'm holding. So thank you for listening. And if you're curious about some of the resources that we referred to, and there are some really good ones, please go to our show notes page, and that's positivitystrategist.com slash PS118. And I look forward to welcome you again next time.